Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking about enterprise authentication. We're talking with Steve Neville, Director of Identity Products and Solutions with Entrust. Steve, good to talk to you again. Yeah, great to talk to you as well, Tom. Let's set some context here for the topic and speak sort of broadly about enterprise authentication. How do you define this topic for financial institutions? I think the typical way that people think about it is enterprise authentication equals internal use. Uh, A lot of times that's true, but often it can extend to partners as well. And, of course, financial institutions will oftentimes have have partners. Um, Common examples of what people think about for enterprise authentication are things like VPN-type environments where people are coming in from the outside. But the reality, though, is that enterprise authentication really is an all-encompassing issue for across the enterprise for all users for financial institutions. What do you find to be the chief challenges that financial institutions face today regarding enterprise authentication? I, I think the biggest changes and challenges is that really username password is not good enough in a lot of cases now for their applications you know it's been it's been talked about for many years you know by leading analyst firms like Gartner but usernames and passwords are truly not appropriate for a lot of applications and that's fundamentally because the ease with which username and passwords can be compromised and of course the corollary damage that can be done as a result you know all you have to do is look at uh, some of the types of breaches that are out there today um, you go and look on privacyrights.org and the 200 and some odd million uh, user identities that have been breached over the past several years, and you know that there's typically a story that goes along with it that's fairly negative. So, you know, you've you've got to go beyond username and password, and the, rather than just a small amount of users that are you know maybe coming into a bank via a VPN today, because you have to go wider and you have to go to more users for more than username and password. The idea of simply expanding those small deployments, um, you know, typically of very expensive hardware tokens from you know, people like RSA, it just doesn't sit well in today's economic times. So, Steve, I know you're out there talking with lots of global institutions. What are some of the ways that they're tackling some of these challenges you talked about and doing so successfully? I think that the biggest point of success is that these financial institutions are abandoning that legacy single-purpose token authentication platform that they've had for years in favor of something more versatile, or as Gartner defines it, a versatile authentication server. They're buying a platform that can deliver a wide variety of authenticators um, from that single platform. And the real value of these is that it's beyond just um, the flexibility and, you know, if you'll excuse the, the, the term versatility of the platform, is that these are much more cost-effective solutions. They can manage um, all of the users, all different types of authentication in a single platform um, as needed for a fraction of the cost of what their old authentication vendor um, provided. You know, and this is where, you know, financial institutions have really focused on evolution versus revolution as well to get some of that success. They aren't moving from username password for some and token for a small amount to, say, iris scanning for all. They're doing things like adding questions and answers to some online applications or leveraging device authentication to ensure users on a specific means. 
uh, machine. They're still leveraging physical second factor like tokens um, and other alternatives, but they're deploying much more cost-effective versions of the of the traditional token where where appropriate, and perhaps even some newer options um, like Entrust has a patented grid card authentication, um, and there's other options out there. But just more options, more flexibility is really what's driving success uh, out there for financial institutions. So you use some key words there, flexibility, versatility, cost effectiveness. You know, when I speak with banking security leaders, they always want to know where the gotchas are. So when they're trying to find the versatility and the flexibility and the cost effectiveness, what are the gotchas they've got to look out for? Well, I think the, the biggest gotcha is in... in really found in the definition of versatility and it's, it's don't assume one size is going to fit all or even two sizes are going to fit all. All users are not created equal. You think about a, a, a normal banking employer, a financial institution employee and an HR application gets launched online. Perhaps device authentication, IP geolocation, some questions, that's going to give them more than username password, substantially more than username password. Um, you know, perhaps ensuring that compliance is met, obviously a lot of regulations out there in terms of what can be exposed and not, um, you know, and, and it's definitely better than username and password. And then you look at an executive, well, maybe you give them a token or you give them a smart card. You've got to have a range that can start from one end of the spectrum and go all the way to the other. The second one, the second gotcha is really around don't try and, you know, purchase solutions necessarily that will only be single purpose in terms of where you deploy. And what I mean by that is uh, don't buy a solution that can only work inside the enterprise and serve internal users. You know, buy a solution that can serve internally well, so fit in the enterprise, you know, integrate with your applications effectively, but also fit in the external world where we know well that a lot of organizations have deployed stronger authentication, but there is a true need for more than just what's been deployed because of FFIC. Um, escalations have happened uh, throughout the globe in terms of level of risk. And you need something that can sort of stretch beyond that. And the value there is that you, the knowledge you gain from either environment where you deploy that platform can drive increased efficiency and literally take cost out of the business. I think finally, you know, from a gotcha point of view, you look at some of these pandemics that are out there, you know, H1N1 virus, some of the natural disasters, those are always a possibility. So don't deploy a solution that can't adapt to different types of solutions. You know, the idea that normally I come in and I log in on my desktop and tomorrow I can't come in because there's a pandemic. Well, you need a solution that can, you know, work in that environment. Perhaps, you know, you want something that can, as a backup, use mobile devices that you've issued to your end users, you know, whether that's storing something on it, like a, an electronic grid, or using out-of-band password with email or SMS. You need that flexibility to be able to adapt to those, because um, those are some pretty big gotcha moments when, you know, you still need to run your business, uh, but the world is in a bit of a shambles. Oh, that's a great point. Now, Steve, there's a lot of interesting things happening on the consumer side of the world. What are some of the lessons that can be learned from the consumer side experience and applied in the business? Yeah, that's, that's a great question because, you know, you've, you've had some experience now deploying to these, these consumers, and ultimately consumers are like employees. You just have a little bit more control, obviously, over employees. And, you know, at the end of the day, username and password's not enough. But not everyone wants or needs physical authentication. You need to have a range. You need to be flexible. 
and you need to be able to address multiple user communities without having to stand up new infrastructures. And I'll give you an example. For normal users inside the enterprise, don't burden them with unnecessarily painful options. Perhaps give them choices. And one of the great things about people and choices is, you know, when you combine those two things together, security can be much more effective because a user now feels like they're a part of the solution. They've made a choice to be more secure um, in a way that fits with who they are. And if you have a solution that's flexible, you can do that without a lot of undue cost. I think finally, you know, you don't have to spend the traditionally exorbitant fees that have been there in the past for tokens. There's solutions out there today that give financial institutions a choice of whatever authenticator they want, even tokens, at a fraction of what the cost was. So, you know, that and that's those are all lessons coming from the consumer side that can be applied well inside the enterprise. Steve, last question for you, and it's sort of looking at the bottom line. You know, we're in tough times now people having to go the extra mile to make a case for any kind of a solution. For a banking security leader, what's the best business case that they can make for addressing these enterprise authentication issues now? Well, I mean, going beyond username and passwords a given, what you go to is not. So you've got to pick something flexible, cost-effective, and open and it needs to fit in your applications and address your security needs for a variety of user types. You know, and it needs to be able to evolve to adapt to new projects, whether they're internal or external. You know, you think about that last point, you know, the business case can be could be simply made by saying, you know what, I can leverage a single infrastructure for both my enterprise as well as my consumer environments. That's going to take cost on my business, both operationally as well as in the acquisition of the solution, um, both today and over time as you expand. So, you know, you, you look at, you know, the, the flexibility, the cost effectiveness of initial purchase, and then being able to leverage it across applications, both internally and externally. And it's a pretty strong business case in the face of times that are demanding stronger security regardless. Well said. Steve, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thanks very much, Tom. We've been talking about enterprise authentication. We've been talking with Steve Neville of Entrust. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.